0: This podcast is about business and personal development, and everything else going on in the world.
1: Yeah, this is the podcast for the everyday hustler who's, you know, looking to unwind after a long day.
0: <laughs> yeah, so join us on our journey as we become better in business and pretty much just better people in general. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. This is Jared. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Amari
1: checking in. Welcome to another episode of Off. The
0: hustle. Man, yeah, man. So we've been doing this thing for some time now. It is now what, episode 14? And I'm glad to say that, hey, these are 14 episodes that, you know, I have been able to, you know, give us a great experience of engaging with the people who take time out to listen to us and as well as, you know, be able to learn more about each other, bro. It's like, you know, having these conversations has definitely been some type of therapy for me. In reference to learning more about business, learning more about myself about my friends, you know, and as well as learning more about the world that you know from how my friends see it you know it's it's one thing to stay in your own little world and stay in your box you know majority of the time, but being able to have great engaging conversations with you know someone who I consider a great friend, a great business partner, as well as you know a great learning partner, man, I can't. I can't not say thank you enough, bro. It's, like, been something that's probably been needed for so long that I didn't even think to think that it was very important. But, obviously, I, you know, I just want to show my gratitude to you, bro. That's just, you know, big ups. No, I appreciate it,
1: man. It's been the same for me because, as you know, 2020 has been my learning year. So... <laughs> I, you know, I think it's been learning for a lot of people bro man, so it, it's crazy because right now a lot of people are asking you know they ask me I don't know if they ask you mm-hmm. why do we drop episodes so much so frequently so fast mm-hmm. and it comes down to like the, the, the I think it's the 10,000 hour rule
0: oh explain that bro
1: just so a yeah. lot of so those who don't know the 10,000 hours rule our rule. I think it was Malcolm Gladwell yeah. came up with the rule. Mm-hmm. See, I'm on it today, man. Y'all can tell I read the books. <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell came up with this this, this theory. I'm going to call it a theory because it hasn't been proven not true scientifically. Mm-hmm. So, that when someone puts in 10,000 hours of work on a craft, they reach a level that is that I like to describe as mastery. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're so good at it that you can do it in your sleep. That is something that comes second nature. Mm-hmm. So, when you look at it, a lot of people are You know, and no, I'm not knocking anybody. Anybody else that's doing podcasts, but they'll do one a week, or they'll do one a month, or they'll do, you know, one every two weeks. They're working on pay schedules. Yeah, but they're doing 45 minutes to an hour once a month, twice a month, three times a month. Where at this point we've put, we've done what 14 episodes, and we've done about roughly 45 minutes to an hour every episode. We 14. We we what? 140 hours in. Man, you got to get to it, bro. We 14 hours in. I'm tripping my math up. But we're 14 hours in. I wish. But we'll and, get that one day for sure. And we're 14 hours in, and it's like, I don't know if they can tell, but I can tell our conversations have gotten deeper the way we think have gotten deeper just from us having everyday combo because yeah. they don't hear the conversations outside of the podcast. But the way we think about work has gotten deeper because we're forcing ourselves three times a week to really sit down and have these conversations that make us dig deeper in ourselves and be able to express the way we're thinking to one another. Mm -hmm. But then it brings us to the topic of today where you gotta ask, who succeeds in the end? The people like us who know their shortcomings and they work hard and they put in their 10,000 hours? Or the Mozarts of the world who are just born talents who you know got was born with the radio voice, got the gift of gab. Who you know they got a they got that sound that makes you want to listen to them. Who wins in the end?
0: And that's a great conversation, bro. And I, I, I've had this conversation with you know other friends you know before in the past, probably when I was younger or probably in a different um, place in life. Um, and after the years and just the fair share of experiences that I've had, I'm pretty sure you've had you know a great amount of your own. I truly believe that, you know, it all depends, it all depends about the person, place, thing, just the place and time, you know, uh, you mentioned Mozart, you know, someone who is known within the classical music, you know, um, you know, arena, but you know, he had his fair share of more than fair share of, of success and he, you know, definitely was a gifted individual that was you know it came natural for him and for a lot lot of people out here in the world you know that there's something special that you know I feel like honestly everybody has a talent you know some people you know are able are are, are grateful enough to discover their talent in the early part of their life some you know probably discover it through a fair share of hardships and you know and some people it takes some time to kind of like discover it Um, but I think everyone has a talent now, what happens when people discover their talents and they want to use it to, you know, kind of go and get into their own, you know, get, come to the world as, hey, this is me and this is what I'm known for. That's, you know, that's a whole different story. That's where you talk about actually taking time out to work. And put the put the training hours and you know go through the growing experiences, the growing pains of learning how to develop that talent into something that is functional, something that is sustainable, something that is bringing you know so much of a great uh result to whatever that whatever that talent is, then you know it takes it takes time and commitment to be able to develop it. So I feel like over time, depending on how a person goes about a talent, or either, either they have, have discovered a talent or not, but still going forth to develop something about themselves, which is going to be able to tell the tale of, hey, did this person succeed at what they're striving for or not? That's that's how I feel about it. I, mean, I,
1: have, I know you've read a couple Robert Greene books, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm a Robert Greene Fanatic. Yeah, I read all of his books except the latest one because the thing is like the size. It's a thing. Yeah, it's the, it's thing like the it. size of two Bibles <laughs> smashed together. But uh, have you read Mastery? Mastery, yeah, I have. Okay, so you know the idea of, and for those who haven't read it, it's Mastery by Robert Greene. Uh, it's our book of the week, but. Uh, Mastered by Robert Greene. There's this concept he speaks on, and they're similar to the ten thousand hour rule. Yeah, it is where he talks about how, like you said, there are some people who we look at and think they're born talents. Yeah, but it turns out that they were just exposed earlier. Yeah. So my thought would be, uh, and my question I'm asking is, in this book, he talks about how. The earlier you start, the better you are in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's touched on again by another book called Start by John Acuff, uh, where he talks about Tiger Woods and he talks about how everyone thinks Tiger Woods is just a a talent, phenom. a talent a phenom. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the LeBron of golf. They don't, they don't know about them, them, them
0: early days with his pops and having to sacrifice a lot of childhood wants for the the needs of pursuing a. You know, historic
1: golfing career. Yeah, man, he he started swinging a golf club at two. Yeah, at two years old. So it makes me ask, and uh, where I want to go with it was, what is a talent? It I, I I'm I'm really confused at it now because some people say talent is like that thing you're born with, mm-hmm. but couldn't talent be something else? Could it be?
0: I say it like this. I, I true, and, and and this is my. Some people may agree, some people may not. I honestly believe I've, um, and this, my ideology on talent has evolved over time. You know, we think that talent is like this special gift, and in some ways it is. You know, um, uh, the special gift that has been highlighted out of your whole makeup as a human being, out of all the things that you can possibly do as a person here on earth. This is one of the things that stands out outside of the others. And that's what is seen as a talent to people around you. Like, for example, we can use Tiger Woods as an example. Out of all the things that Tiger Woods could possibly be great at, he could probably be great at chess for all we know. But the thing that he is known for is his skill set in the game of golf. And But because of the fact that he... Him and the people that have supported him over the years have dedicated, you know, so many hours, so many days, so many months, so many years into this sport, this craft called golf. He has been able to get to a level of expertise that stands out amongst the other people who play golf around the world. Mastery. In mastery. You know, so that's you know, so when you if you take everything that same concept to what I just mentioned in reference to you know, talking about a Tiger Woods, apply that to yourself.
1: So, let me ask, because my definition of talent is more similar to like work ethic. Yeah. It's it's more of what is that skill, that thing, that thought that you've put all the hours and work into cultivating unintentionally. That would be a talent. Mm -hmm. It's like the thing... Some people say the thing that comes easy, but it's not the thing that comes easy. It's the thing that you noticed early on gets you recognized. Yeah, like for me, it was sales skills. Mm-hmm. I've at as, as you know, as I was growing up, I realized if I can say something the right way, I can get what I want. Mm-hmm. So I started learning the best way to say stuff, the funniest way to crack a joke, the fastest way to get someone to like me. Not because I wanted to manipulate everyone around me, not because I'm some born sales talent, but because I realized that was the skill that came easy to me when I put a little bit of work into it and I was able to get what I want when I put into it. But then that makes me ask you the next question. What's the diff? What's work ethic then? So and I asked, so while you was actually talking, I, I went ahead
0: and did did something for myself to just look up the word talent. You know, just went ahead went on Google. Sometimes you just got to refresh your memory. Sometimes, hey, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, according to Google, talent is a noun that means natural aptitude or skill. And so, the, and it is, is a perfect time because your question goes into what is just this definition for talent just mentioned. So, where talent is something that's more comes naturally. So, so yeah. similar
1: to how I was saying how I worked on. Mm my my talking ability and my interpersonal skills because yeah. it came easier it came naturally it, just, it came naturally You realize, didn't have to think about it right. it was like some stuff just clicked to me right you realize, if i say it this way mm-hmm. i'll get what i want if i say it that way i won't
0: right it's like he was able to connect the dots just in the and in, in, without having to for one force it and realize that it's something that came like you mentioned it came easier to you versus other things that you are capable of doing you know not to say that you're not able, you're not capable of doing a thousand other things, but with those things, you may have to take some time out more more time more effort, and just more persistence to be able to make sure that you're able to do on the same level as your speaking skills or your your salesman skills so where talent is more of a natural effort and more of a natural a natural result of your natural effort. Where you now you're talking about work ethic. Work ethic does also complement your talent that you that you that you've already realized so far. But you what those things where you may let's say you may have and you may want to learn more about let's, let's just say playing a sport, but you realize oh, this is not coming as natural as my my speaking ability. Let me. Uh, you're going to have to realize that you're going to have to put some more time, some more mm-hmm. effort, and, and, and you're just going to have to roll with the punches a lot more than your speaking ability. The speaking ability is, is, is something that it comes, it, it clicks for you. It fits your whole makeup as Jared sounds. But for sports, that may be, you know, this particular sport of, you know, baseball may be something that, hey, I want to... Okay. <laughs> you know, you want to pursue it, but it's like it, you know, that's something that you have an interest in. But you know, but it's something that you realize it doesn't come natural for you. So I'm gonna have to work at it. I'm gonna have to work at my swing. I'm gonna have to work at, you know, what I'm saying I'm gonna have to work at running the bases. I'm gonna have to work on catching the ball. I'm gonna have to work on, you know, how I set up my defense. All that, you know, the, just just kind of name off a few things that I'm familiar with. So, you know, where talent is natural. Having to work at having to build your work ethic is to help you build your level your muscle for going
1: against resistance. So let's do the for the rest of the podcast. If you guys haven't caught on, we're talking about the the difference between being talented at a skill and I'm not gonna say work ethic. I'm gonna say dedicated. Dedicated. So the difference between being talented at a skill mm-hmm. and being dedicated to a skill mm-hmm. and improving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question then becomes. Uh, and it's the overarching question for the day is which one takes you farther Mm -hmm. will work not working going off of your God given talent Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't don't mean Oh, I work on my talent of speaking I work on my interpersonal skills no I mean just I wake up I go through my day I use this skill Mm -hmm. which will get you farther just knowing that this is your God given talent or universe given talent I don't want to exclude anyone uh, or being dedicated to it and refusing to be outworked
0: dedication every time and Why? and you know and there's no just one answer to it all everyone has and I think it, it, it tap, you have to tap into who you are as a person and what drives you but dedication is definitely going to persevere far more than just pure talent a person can be talented, but have a poor work ethic, have a, per, a poor level of um, perseverance, a poor level of, you know, trust and belief in themselves. And once something doesn't work out for them in the in the very beginning, if it just takes one failed attempt for them and they, and they decide to give up, then guess what? All that talent is going to waste. It's not being cultivated. It's not being developed over time. Whereas if you take someone who has let's say even someone who is talented, but they have a grit about themselves to where they're able to just... Oh, I like that word, yeah, grit. Yeah, they, they're they able to dig deep and, and, and really know that, hey, even though I, I've, I have this certain level of talent, because just because someone's talent does not mean they have reached mastery. Mm. Talent can mean, hey, I'm... You know, talent can mean that you're good, you're naturally good at something at a novice level. But if you want to get around the... The big time, legendary, talented people, you know, you're gonna, you, you're not gonna be able to keep up. So that's the reason why, you know, for something that you are talented at and you want to master it, then you're gonna to have to continuously test your level of talent every single time, and you have to push the limitations of your talent, and to where it's getting to a point where you are one of the best. That, yeah, whatever that talent is.
1: The reason I bring that up because I'm one of those, and you've known me for a while. I'm one of those people that's obsessed with mastery. Yeah, I like seeing people who've reached the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. People who I like studying them. That's what I what I really love. I love seeing what got them there. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at a like the the Last Dance. Mm-hmm. When you look at a Jordan, mm-hmm. it's like well, you can see the talent's there, mm-hmm. but it's like. Underneath it was like this unbreakable, like you said, grit and work ethic where it was like, I will not be outworked. No way. And then what I started to realize over history, because I've, I've read a lot of autobiographies, mm-hmm. all the greatest people who've reached that level of mastery had that same, well, I don't want to just call it a work ethic, but it's like they had this this. Intangible, unbreakable. I'm gonna call it the spirit. I was say yeah. I gonna say
0: either spirit or energy. It's like it's like it's something. It's yeah, something. This source of energy or this that's source that's always
1: pushing them to say keep going farther. You can go farther. Yeah. Nobody can outwork you. You can work harder than them. And it's, it's the quote that uh that Will Smith said is like uh. I will now, if we get on a treadmill, yeah. I can guarantee you one thing, you're not getting out before me, I'll die on that treadmill. It's like, where do you find that type of energy in yourself? Because, yeah, your talent will take you really far. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, I believe Will Smith is a talented actor. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the thing that pushes him and makes me believe him more is that, that, that spirit that you can't see that's whispering in his ear, Go a little bit further. Push mm-hmm. a little bit harder. And I'm, I'm, I've am i always been obsessed with that. Uh, with that. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Today I'm just going to call it work ethic. Uh, and I agree with you. I think work ethic will take you so much farther. Mm-hmm. And I but like- I kind of want to know how in your experience, mm-hmm. and I know I'm kind of going off of mm-hmm. a little further off, but I feel like the conversation is taking us there. In your experience, in your past, have you ever had that moment? where you've heard that thing talk to you and did you listen and or or did you go, nah, that one ain't my skill.
0: Yeah, so I've asked and you know, I'm going through it now, bro. Like <laughs> I've I've never stopped going through that. Um for you know, we can call it work ethic, we can call it dedication, energy, spirit. It's that either way, it's that internal source that's gonna keep you going You know, it's just like the Energizer Bunny, (laughs) you know, so it's just like it's whatever you want to classify, whatever you want to stamp it as, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's built internally inside of you for whatever you want to call it. It's internal. It's not external. You know, the reason why you, me and everyone else can do certain things that other people cannot do better than us is because not because of some natural ability, you know, those are far in between. Those they, they do exist but those are far in between from the everyday person. Um but for someone like me, what has always kept me driven is for anything I've been successful at, for anything I've 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 taken the, the you know the, the high praise for is someone telling me that I can't do something or me trying to trick myself So, for me to tell myself I cannot do something has probably led me down so many pathways of striving for so much more. You know, for everything I've strived for in my life, majority of it, I've succeeded at it. I've taken my l's on some things, but for the majority, I've succeeded at it. Now, when it comes to breaching mastery, I'm still on that path. Um, But what keeps me going is knowing that that everyone for I've mentioned this on, on past episodes for for people that don't believe in my vision, that's not that's not for that's not for me to point the blame on them or to point any energy that way to say hey you don't trust what I'm what I'm what I'm what I I believe I can do or what I or what I said I'm gonna do then let me it's not someone trying to prove they're wrong it's like let me prove myself right that's what's really been. The driving internal force for me is: let me, if I, if I have a thought in my in my mind of me doing something, I have it for a reason. Let me prove myself right. Now I just got to figure out a way to do it, but I
1: can I can make it happen. Let's see, and I, and the thing I've been struggling with recently mm-hmm. is is the idea of talent and that intangible work ethic. Mm -hmm. it's it's like I know I have both Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to trigger either so it's like I know what my talents are I know what I'm good at Mm -hmm. but I can't put a you haven't found your trigger yet yeah I don't know how to put mastery to that Mm mm-hmm So one of my talents is my interpersonal skills. I'm able to connect with people Mm -hmm. uh, relatively with ease. I've worked at it, you know, Mm -hmm. I've worked on it, but I know it's something that comes natural for me Mm -hmm. where I can spark a conversation with a complete stranger and walk away with them feeling like they got something for talking to me and me feeling like I got something for talking to them uh, and making friends that way quickly. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how to, where do you, See mastery in that. Like to me, that's not something you can. It's not like a sport where mastery is getting the ring or being an MVP. Mm-hmm. That's like something where it's like mastery is so elusive, where it's not something you can see.
0: I think. I think mastery in speaking. One, uh, uh, there. I think there's not just one mastery in anything. I think mastery has its different types. And in reference to your example with speaking, I think mastery um one of the masteries in the in the art of speaking is being able to find a connection with someone and being able to build and develop that connection from there. It's like just getting to the root cause of anything. Getting to the root cause of how me and you connect and then from that connection being able to compile interest, compound interest on top of that initial connection and blossoming it into something Bigger and better okay. than from where it started at. I you know, like yeah. Okay. So I think I think that's for, and I think that applies to every single thing, every single person, and every single skill is being able to find that one connect. What helps? You, what connection can you find within what you do, and being able to pile on top of that. Um And for me, I think my main roadblock in reference to. Develop developing my skills and my talent, whatever, has just been overthinking. Has always been overthinking, and from time and when it comes to overthinking, you're at a standstill. I've realized once I get moving, once I start doing. I'm not really. I'm not caught up on the fact that hey, I I caught this L here. Or I I I took two two steps back here because I know with every set with every setback, it's going to be a major comeback. With every l with every L, there's a lesson. There's something that you you're winning. You're getting with every L. You're getting closer to. I remember one day we was doing some um uh, some we was doing some calls, um uh, some cold calling. And I remember I was just, I got into my flow and I was thinking to myself, like, brother, quicker, let me go ahead and I, I, I was taking every L, every failed call as a step. And that was the goal. Yeah, like that I remember was, that day. yeah, like you
1: was taking it like that was the, the goal is to let's get these no's.
0: Yeah, like, I, like, yeah, the quicker I get through, the quicker I get
1: through these no's, it gets
0: me closer to the yes. And that was what, and that actually happened because it was like, man, like, at for, at one at one point in time, I would see a no as man. It's just holding me back from my goals. It's holding me back from building this business. But after a while, you have to get you have to really tap into your internal source and and, and really tell yourself, nah, you're going to build a successful business. You're just you're earning your stripes, bro. You're, you're going, you're mm-hmm. it you're earning, you're getting your medals of losses to where you can go ahead and so where when you get that win, you can be able to look back and be able to say, hey, I went through this.
1: Yeah. I like, I like to call that the land of learning. The land of learning. Yeah, I like that.
0: So I feel like Wolf, I feel like so with you know, your talent is only going to get you to like maybe if out of. 10 steps is only get you to like step one and maybe t- step two if you're lucky. Yeah, I disagree. I think
1: I think talent could easily get you to step seven. Possibly. Depends. Depending on your talent and okay, how yeah, good you are. Depending. Yeah, it yeah. all depends. I think, but you'll never hit 10. You'll yeah, no. never hit 10 yeah, without that, that, that energy, that spark. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the, I say all of that to say this is... When it comes to people looking for that spark, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I struggle with isn't really finding my spark, it's maintaining it. Mm-hmm. Because, I'm, I, like you said, I'm one of those people that when I put my mind to something, I get it. Mm-hmm. But the spark doesn't leave me when I don't get it. It's more like the spark says, nah, that ain't it. It's, it's like my mind automatically goes to, we worked hard, we didn't get it, mm-hmm. that ain't it. And it's not like a give up. That ain't it. That's a, it's more of a, all right. That ain't it. That ain't that ain't a good use of our time. Mm-hmm. What's a good use of our time? And it's something I haven't been able to talk. I didn't talk myself out of, but it's really like get my mind off of. Mm-hmm. So I do have that that those moments, and you've seen them when I'm, like I'm. Hey, I will die before I let. Yeah. Before I give up on this. But it's like sometimes, and I don't know if that's you know some people say it's God talking to them. Some people say it's a weak mm-hmm. mind some people say it's not having grit mm-hmm. but when certain stuff that I know should come easy mm-hmm. don't yeah see and yeah. I've worked really hard mm-hmm. it's like something in my head says this isn't it yeah see now I now with that I
0: feel and I, have, I, have, I, can, I, I can relate because I have the same those same moments and I feel like a lot of people have if not everyone I feel like a lot of people have those moments and that is when you have to remove the ego because mm-hmm. if you if if, if for you to already have this predetermined thought in your mind and in your internal source thinking that all right I have a certain level of skill set this should come easy but it's not that's your pride messing with you bro mm. you know what I'm saying that's your pride that's your ego tell that's you conflicting with your ego because that's like that's like <laughs> that's like you that's like you you know uh that's like you picking up the controller, about to play some some Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. saying I'm about to go ahead, and I'm about to crush it,
1: about to spank everybody. real. Yeah, quick. you know what
0: I'm saying. But you, but you don't, but you don't know. You just hopped on, hopped in the in the in the online game with like. Ten Asian guys.
1: Oh man. All, <laughs> all the people that got the fancy game tags. It, exactly. Like, like you
0: don't know you just hopped in the, like for for whatever reason this system this PS4 just lets you uh hop in one of the biggest You, you playing against an esports team. Yeah, you <laughs> playing a whole esports team who's just having daily practice. Now you getting crushed. You're not getting no kills, no nothing. But you still t- but for whatever reason you haven't realized, hey, I I'm not as good as I thought I was. Or oh, I, thought, I I thought I was a
1: mastery. Turned and, out I'm I'm, I'm a couple, couple steps exactly. below mastery.
0: Exactly. So I feel like when those moments, when when those type of moments, and we all have them, or at least most of us have them, when those moments happen, you have to be aware, and you have to be able to check yourself and say, you know what, I'm not where I thought I was. Let I got a lot more work to
1: do. So it's fair to say that you can, uh, train past born talent. Of course. So, like in your example, you have to find out where mastery is before mm. you can actually say I've mastered something.
0: I feel like honestly, I feel like mastery is a level that whatever top level you think mastery is, it's I the feel, level above. That. I feel like mastery is above that level. Mastery mm. mastery is something mastery is something that you probably have never thought of in in your whole lifetime. And that's how That's how top-notch it is. And that's why I feel like you should always be striving to get better no matter how good you think you are or how good you know you are.
1: So my idea, and this has been my idea of mastery for quite a while, Mm -hmm. is part of the reason why I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Mm -hmm. It's just hearing the stories of Jordan and actually being able to go back, look at tape, and look at him. And then even when this documentary came out, that kind of gave me a glimpse at what true mastery looked like. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't it wasn't to the fact that everyone playing around him wasn't as good as him. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the drive he had. And I feel like when you mix that drive with skill, that's when mastery comes. So exactly. it's, it's like that... It's it's that moment when... Even when he had food poisoning. Well, everyone called it the food game. But, but yeah, yeah. when he had food poisoning, it's like... Wait, at food poisoning level, he was playing at the exact same level as I'm healthy or th- a little bit less. It's like, oh, hold on. And think about and think about like this, to use
0: to the tag off the the Michael about Mark and Jordan in reference to the, 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 the food poison game, not the food game. <laughs> to it's think the of, sound right. Food yeah, I know, right? No, yeah, right. I think food game sounds better. I think when I go back and I watch that documentary that If a lot of people don't realize this, they did not just show him making every shot. They showed nope. him missing shots. A lot of they, them. they showed him missing a lot of shots. But what they zoned in on was the internal source that would drive him when he was met with every challenge. For example, the flu game. The night before the game, getting sick. You know, but still finding some way to tap into his internal source and being able to drive himself further and go harder in that game to perform, knowing what was held at stake. And also, too, knowing his team, knowing his opponents, knowing the whole whole view of that situation called that game. He was able to still find a way to tap in and navigate the waters of that challenge and still come out as the victorious person. So when you are when you and I feel like that, the reason why he was able to do that and also just be overall probably the greatest you know hey that's a whole other conversation athlete
1: yeah I wouldn't even just say basketball i say athlete yeah greatest athlete yeah
0: greatest athlete of all time is because he was he has mastered being aware of who he who he is as a person as well as a player Mm -hmm. and understanding Mm -hmm. what he's good at and where he falls short and that's where you can be able to master the waters of your own ocean being able to because a lot i think even myself myself included we struggle at we we get so caught up in this part of the ocean of who we are we may get caught up in the the western the the, the, the eastern the north the the southern part of our ocean of who we are as a whole person, a human being, that we never decide to travel the other parts of who we are. And the thing is, when we're met with challenges, when we're met with any challenge, no matter if it's a, a, a small challenge or if it's a major challenge, it shows us where we're comfortable and where we are uncomfortable. Now, the people who choose to become masters in whatever their craft is, they're the ones that are taking the risk of going to the other waters of who they are to challenge and push themselves past their limits because they're self-aware of who they are now and but knowing that they're one to get to a place that they have never been. The people who are still caught up in their ego, people who are still caught up in that same part of who they are at that current moment or who they've been before, they're still trying to hold on to just that territory of who they are and not and they're afraid that they may be afraid or maybe ego too egotistical to go on to other parts of who they are and evolve. So when you talk about talent, talent is going, you may be talent in this part of who you are, but there's so much out there for you to see. Now, if you go out there and see, you will actually be able to confirm, hey, I'm actually good at this or I'm not. The, but you won't ever find out until you take the risk and take that, that, that leap of faith to say, let's go see who we are.
1: Yeah. And uh, it makes me ask, uh, and I think we've answered this question, but what does it take <laughs> to succeed? Uh, I think it's a good mix of knowing your born talents mm-hmm. and wanting to reach mastery. Yeah. I I think that, and I'm going to dive off a little bit and, and go a little deep. But there's a level of something that's been missing uh not just in our generation, I'd go back two or three generations where you don't see as many masters anymore.
0: Mm. I don't see
1: any I'm not gonna say I don't see any. I don't see many people that when I look at them it's mastery. And I because agree with you, I, I I in my mind, when you hit a level of mastery, I wanna pay you to do it. Mm-hmm. I know that you're so good at it, I will pay you to do it. And I don't see there now there are realms where there there are a lot of masters created mm-hmm. uh in sports, in music. Uh and I don't mean like in I mean in classical, classically trained instrument it's players. Music just in general. Yeah, I mean instrument players when I say music. Mm-hmm. There are levels of mastery that I easily seen in sports. And instrument players, mm-hmm. I don't see, and there are few examples of mastery in business. Mm-hmm. There are few examples, I don't see master plumbers anymore. I, I think about I, that. I, I, I don't I, see master architects, I don't see masters in, and I may just not be in those realms.
0: I was gonna say, but that at now. a certain point,
1: mastery should transcend realms.
0: Now, I would, I w- and I see where you're going. Now, where I would push back at is I think that... I I truly think that mastery is more about the internal achievement versus the external praise.
1: No, no, no. I'm not going at the praise. Okay. I'm going at the... When I see the... It's... A way to explain it is when you see somebody that's mastered something, Mm -hmm. you feel it. Yeah. Even if you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen people who are master carpenters. Yeah. And... I don't even I can't even think the way that they think mm-hmm. because when they look at a problem the way they approach it is at a master's level mm-hmm. where if I would have just took I would say hey we're gonna nail here nail here they're like whoa nails that's gonna look ugly let's do some pocket screws under here we're gonna do a pocket joint like that that way we can hide it and sand off this edge and cover it with some plaster so when we stain it it's gonna look like this that's not how I think but a master carpenter does it and the reason I was saying that I don't see many masters anymore Mm -hmm. is because there was a time and point uh, where there were a lot of apprentices Mm -hmm. and you what you do is you go into an apprentice program you work under a master for 10 to 15 years get your ten thousand hours and when you came out you weren't a master when you stopped working for yeah them. you were only a master when you surpassed them mm-hmm. but i don't see many people who approach life or careers that way even when you go to college you aren't taught by masters
0: and i now I see what you're saying and with that being mentioned i feel um, what i get from that because i actually agree and what I get from that is that with us in a day and time where immediate gratification is so it is, is is so um, wanted, mm-hmm. you know, even for the people who say that they're going on this long life journey or a long term journey mm-hmm. to strive for something, um, you st- some the the way of the world still pushes the the immediate needs for greatness you know every, a, lot, a lot of people want to be known for something but
1: are you willing to dedicate a lifetime towards it yeah cause think and this is what I'm gonna say think about this and it's something i've been thinking about since i read robert greens book Mastery. Mm-hmm. since i read Start by john a Cuff, since i read malcolm gladwell's book and it's something that stuck in my head is you can get a master's degree in 2 years
0: <laughs> i thought about
1: i yeah, think about i've that. had that conversation before that's how many credit hours yeah
0: that's not that's on not.
1: average anywhere from 30 to 45 that's credit, less credit hours.
0: That's less credit hours then than an undergraduate a, degree. Of that, but think about this.
1: Now they say you're a master. It took me 150 credit hours to graduate undergraduate. It takes me 45 to become a master, but it takes 10,000 hours to truly master something. There's something missing in there. Yeah. Where where's where's the, all that time you would spend under a master carpenter or a master plumber or a master mason where for 10 years that man would tell you to do nothing but the most basic thing until you did it perfectly. But now I'm a master in 2 years from sitting in a classroom and reading a book. And, it don't make sense.
0: And this is where you and this is where the word application comes into play. Mm. This is where you talk about Hey, yeah, I majored in finance. Yeah, Amari majored in finance at Georgia Southern, graduated two thousand fifteen. But is, is 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 you know, but is he at a? But when it comes to applying the, theory, the, the theories and the, the 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 teachings that he acquired within that curriculum, is he able to go out and start his own financial firm? Is he able to really sit down with a person or sit down with himself and be able to? Take what he learned, or say he learned, and apply it to his everyday life to improve his current state of living. And
1: what you said is perfect because you hit it on. Uh, ooh, you hit it <laughs> because uh, I couldn't think of the word application. And what you just said is perfect because in my mind, yeah, if Amari get a master's, an MBA, he better be that with guy. That emphasis he, in finance. He better be that guy. He should be able to. Walk off that stage the next day. Sit down and say, come on, I'm taking orders. (laughs) We need financial planning. Exactly,
0: And 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 that's where today's society has strayed away from the concept of true mastery. And not just our generation, but generations before us have strayed away from what mastery truly consists of. When you're talking about your life's work, you know, going, you know, being able to take even, it don't mean it, in this, in your life's work doesn't just have to be something that you are getting paid for, but something that you take pride in. And, you know, when you take pride, you know, for someone like a Michael Jordan, yeah, Michael Jordan was fortunate enough to be able to, you know, get endorsement deals and get great financial wealth from it. But I think what kept him driven was he know he had a true love for basketball, and being able to do what he loved and get paid for and be able to be recognized for it for the rest of his life was probably the biggest reward of it all was being able to do something that you have a true passion and love for and you know and every and have everything else fall in place that's something that was worth the taking and i feel like for me i feel like that's the same thing you know, it doesn't hey doesn't matter if I get paid for it or not, but being able to learn business, being able to learn how to bring people together, and 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 cultivate relationships off of what we uh, do within our time together, that's something that takes a high level of skill and a high level of dedication, and that I think that's I think for a lot of people in the world we say we want that. But when we look at that price tag, it's like, 10,000
1: hours. It's like, hey,
0: man, I want to be able to pop. Hey, I don't know how long Instagram going to be popping. I want to be able to post this on my next Instagram feed.
1: Oh, I got if I
0: want yeah. to be able to post this. I want to be able to post my come up within the next 12 months or whatever. So I don't know if I want to be able to dedicate, you know, 10 years. I want to just ma- be able to say i mastered this within a few months. And it's like. That's where our I feel like that's where I, specifically our generation get caught, get caught up in is the immediate gratification of being able to be recognized for doing something that you should have been doing from the first in the first place. You know, you saying hey, you know, you saying hey, you, you're striving for this goal or you're striving for this car- this career field, whatever. Okay, cool. You know, go 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 do the work. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you saying that you mastered it or saying that you have conquered this mountain. Uh, have you really? Because if I s if I reach out to you and I say I need your help with this and you tell me you can't do it because you don't really know about this or you don't know about that, then have you really mastered this? Have you really become that person that I can come to at any given time and you can be able to help me, you know, figure out whatever my problem is.
1: And all of this stemmed from the conversation of people asking us, Why are we Putting out content so much so readily. Uh, The answer is we're trying to reach mastery on a few things. Uh, One of them is not just mastering, you know, people are like, man, you're trying to master podcasts. No, we're trying to master being able to uh, reach out to people and connect and being able to build a community around the idea of becoming better people. Yeah. We want to master. The art of connection.
0: Yes, and And yes,
1: very important. In closing, I just want to tell you guys go out and enter the land of learning. You need to get out there, whatever your talent is, work on it. Work harder than anybody else. Don't be outworked. Die before they outwork you and do it for 10,000 hours. Because once you do that, you'll enter mastery. And when you enter mastery, people will pay you to do the thing you love to do. And you'll feel like you're robbing them every day, just because you love it that much, and that's a great thing.
0: And you know, you guys, I live out on this, and I've mentioned, I've mentioned this in this in this episode here uh, before. You know, take your ego out of the equation at times. You, you know, your ego can be part of your internal force that drives you to greatness in some cases, and at um, in, in that same. Um, notion, it can also be the thing that's setting you back from reaching the next level of how you perform. And with that being said, your ego is one of those instruments inside your internal force that can either help you propel to the next level or can be one of the things that hold you back. Learn how to channel that and also learn how to be self-aware. Self-awareness is the key to learning how to take your talents and also learning how to develop your muscle of work ethic. And that will help you achieve mastery.
1: Peace. Peace. We almost forgot to tell you, we're actually on every major platform. And uh, if you guys got a chance, uh wherever you're listening right now, just give us a rating and review. Yeah, definitely. You know, hey, Apple,
0: we own it. Spotify, we own it. Google, we own it. Breaker, we own it. <laughs> the list goes on. So make sure continue to support us. Check us out on every episode and give us your honest feedback because just like we mentioned from the beginning, we want to continuously get better and with what we um, provide with you with, con- with content each episode. So, Give us that honest feedback. One star, two stars, three stars, four stars, five, six, seven, eight, nine, (laughs) ten. It doesn't really matter. But we definitely look forward to getting your feedback.
1: Uh, And follow us on all social media platforms at Off The Hustle Podcast. As soon as you start typing Off The Hustle Pod, we will show up. See you guys there. Peace.